I find most advisors who are managing the money themselves, they hit about 50 million in assets under management. They just don't have time to see anybody else or do anything else. They can't grow. That's really where we came into play is we would offer them the ability to scale the growth of their business by letting us do a lot of the things that we're not really revenue generating activities. Welcome to the My Future Business Show, where we get you in front of your best audience and keep you there. Not only are we interviewing the biggest names in business to help you become even more successful, we're inviting you to book your spot on the show to help you grow your business. So at the end of the call, make sure you fill in the interview application form at myfuturebusiness.com forward slash interviews. Hi, and welcome back to the My Future Business Show, where we get you in front of your best audience and keep you there. Today, I'm on the call with somebody very exciting. He is the president and speaker and CEO, in fact, of Real Intelligence LLC, Mr. Jeff Mount. Welcome to the show, Jeff. Thanks, Rick. Absolutely. Uh, a wonderful treat to have you here today. And um, we're going to be talking a, a lot about how to visualize your financial future in 10 minutes or less. Sounds like a bit of a stretch, but uh, we'll get back to that in a moment because I'm sure you've got some fairly exciting news to share about uh, this uh, this technology that uh, you use at um, Real Intelligence. But before we do that, Jeff, what I'd like to do is, is learn a little bit about my guests. And I'd love to um, start off, Jeff, by asking you where you're located, where is home for you? I am in Fairfield, Connecticut, uh, the United States, which is just a, a suburb of New York City. Fantastic. Is that uh, is that a location where you've been all, you, all of your life? I moved here after college. I uh, grew up in Virginia Beach, Virginia, but uh, have lived here since 1990. Oh, okay. And uh, time flies, doesn't it? <laughs> so what are, what's uh, some of the landmarks that um, people would know in your location? Well, we're uh, literally right on the Long Island Sound. As I mentioned, New York City is about 50 miles from here, so it's not too far. Fantastic. Um, and, of course, uh, Yale University is about half an hour from here. Excellent. Do you have any, uh, like, hobbies, sports, or entertainment that you like getting into, Jeff? I'm a big fly fisherman, so I travel the country doing that. Did, in fact, I was away this past weekend on a trip, which was fun. It Did it go well? Uh, it was a little rough. It's early in the season, so they're not uh, not biting as aggressive as they might be thirty days from now. Oh, okay. Well, give us some time. I'm sure they'll come good. Now, um, when you when you uh, um, travel, do you do you have a particular a place that you like to go? Is a, is there a preference for you? Yeah, my favorite place is a place called the Beaverkill in upstate New York. Uh, it is actually where fly fishing was invented. Oh, wow. And it's only about two and a half hours from where I live. So I do go there generally once or twice a summer. Yep. Uh, but this this past weekend was local. Yeah, excellent. And uh, with, uh, with all the pandemic and that going on, is there any restrictions for you in, in where you live? Uh, not where I live. In fact, fly fishing, because generally it is something you do by yourself. By yourself. Uh, I do bring friends, but we're very spaced from each other. Mm -hmm. Even during the height of the, the pandemic, it was one of those few things you could do outside without <laughs> anybody giving you a hard time about a mask. <laughs> if we can go back a little bit, when you were growing up, did you have a pet? And if you did, which one did you remember the most? Sure. I had a dog. His name was Sparky after Sparky Anderson, who was a famous manager of the Cincinnati Reds. Oh, there you go. That's an easy one. <laughs> and when you were growing up, do you remember anything about growing up that you really loved? Could you just take us through that a little bit? So, uh, yeah, I, I'm an adopted only child. Mm -hmm. um, we grew up in Virginia Beach, probably about 10 miles from the coast. Uh, we 
we moved in inland to be careful of hurricanes and um, took a, a real affinity to tennis growing up and eventually went on to play not only high school, college, but then uh, professionally on the circuit for a short time until my, my knee gave uh, a squash accident. Yeah. Oh, wow. Now, um, when you were um, you know, in those formative years, early teens, let's say, did you have anybody in your life that you looked up to that, I guess, shaped um, you into the person that you are today? I would say it was more than one. Uh, mm. I had a great history teacher who I really respected a lot. And he, he I would say, influenced my political views a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a my aunt who, who, of course, got me interested in the tennis and is something I became very passionate about. Mm-hmm. And then um, I had a number of very good friends at college who uh, also influenced me to pursue an entrepreneurial um, future. Fantastic. I'd love to talk a little bit about that in a moment. But um, before we do, I know it's um, early where you are. Um, do you do you get up um, super early every day? What's a daily routine look like for you, Jeff? It's uh, hit or miss. So I'll get up at five and hit the gym sometimes. Mm-hmm. Other times I'll do at the end of the day. It really depends upon uh, what my work schedule looks like. So uh, Hit or miss. A bit of hit or miss, yes. Do you enjoy being an entrepreneur and, and what have you learned about that experience? So it's still new to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been doing this now for about 18 months. I was what they call a wholesaler in the financial services business for 25 years and uh, reconnected with Mike Helgeson, who was one of my best clients, mm-hmm. who has since retired. And he asked me to, uh, to help him get his book published. Mm. The entrepreneurial thing we kind of stepped into because as I'm reading his book, you have to understand Mike is a very, very intelligent guy. And I'm reading the book and I'm thinking, okay, we've got three sections here. The first section is what is dynamic mapping and what makes it different than the traditional method of financial planning. Mm-hmm. The second one is a bunch of case, second parts case studies. And the third part, I'm kidding you not, was 85 pages of math. Oh, wow. Uh, Put and I'm thinking, sleep? we're not going to sell one copy of this thing. There's no way. <laughs> oh, look, I'll give it a go. <laughs> so I had this idea of taking the third piece, which was the math, and turning it into an app that would simplify things for everybody else and leave all the hard stuff to us behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. And that's really what got us going into the business. So you've taken this and it's now um, called dynamic mapping. I'd love to jump into the, I guess, the the core of that, if we could unpack that in a moment. Um, but if you don't mind, I'm really uh, keen to share with those who listen to the show. They're, they're usually startup entrepreneurs and, and people of your own sort of makeup, if you like. What do you think um, about having relaxation time? Do you think that's important for a startup or do you think that it should be all go, go, go until you get some success? It's critical. Uh, It it is not a sprint, it is a marathon. Mm. And there are so many hats that you have to wear on a day-to-day basis that it does become exhausting. Uh, Fly fishing, as you heard, was was kind of my escape. Mm -hmm. And uh, it, it does allow me to regroup uh, mentally and emotionally and uh, recharge. And one of the things that I know that we take a lot of value out of is uh, failure. What, what can you tell us about failure? Have you learned much from failure? Failure is a learning experience. Mm. Uh, COVID was one of those things that uh, created all kinds of challenges for us as I originally launched this business. Mm-hmm. And we had to make a major pivot, which uh, is allowing us to relaunch in about three weeks with a completely different business model. 
that quite frankly, I think has more potential than the original one ever did. Excellent. So that's uh, something to look out for if uh, you're on the call today and you want to know more about this. We're going to get to how you can get your hands on that in a short while. Now, um, you know, we've touched on the pandemic and um, uh, the things that you're doing in the finance industry. I'd love to give some context for the listeners. If you could just um, go back a little bit in terms of your experience in the finance industry, could you just, I guess, scope it out for everybody who's on the call today? Sure. So in the United States, there is a wholesale distribution system that most people don't even know about. Uh, outside the United States, it seems to be mostly product manufacturer products, might be insurance policies, it might be investment portfolios. And for the most part, they go direct to consumer. Mm-hmm. But in the United States, there is a very large network of wholesale distributors that uh, effectively add scale to the advisor's book of business whether it's selling insurance and providing all the details to it, whether it's doing investments or creating an entire platform. And I did that for about 25 years, and it, I forged some pretty good relationships with some advisors who, quite frankly, got stuck. I, f- I find most advisors who are managing the money themselves, they hmm. get about $50 million in assets under management. They just don't have time to see anybody else or do anything else. They can't grow. Yeah, that's really where we came into play is we would offer them the ability to scale the growth of their business by letting us do a lot of the things that were not really revenue generating activities. So I'm wondering, who is the, um, the customer for real intelligence? Who, who do you appeal to? So originally, it was going to be the advisors. We were going to teach them this new way of, of uh, doing financial planning that would increase their productivity even further than what I had been able to do as a wholesaler. And the idea was I would travel the country and train them on a two full day basis and then provide weekly trainings via Zoom. Uh, And then the pandemic happened and we couldn't travel. (laughs) So we had to change the entire business plan. And moving forward, it's gonna be more business to consumer direct uh, on the one hand. And then the other hand is corporate America. We do believe that the the, the, the businesses that are large enough to have finance, financial wellness as an initiative within their HR departments, mm-hmm. they really don't have any tools to support that initiative, yet they scream every year about how important it is. We believe we can help with that. So that, that will also be a target of ours going forward. Fantastic. Thank you so very much for sharing. Now, I'm wondering, how did the name Real Intelligence uh, come about? Is that something that you'd had on the back burner for a while or...? No, that was actually my partner's idea. We were talking about uh, names, and of course, the buzz is all about artificial intelligence. And of course, yes. the, the 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 line that we use is there's there's nothing artificial about real intelligence or the people we serve. I'd love to, if we could, um, just share a little bit about your experiences. Um, you've spent 25 years in the financial services business and attained several different awards, including Innovator of the Year. Tell us a little bit about um, some of those experiences. The Innovator of the Year Award was given um, in, oh, geez, I don't remember what year that was, but it was because I had started that training program that allowed advisors to deliver what we call a middle-class millionaire uh, experience um, I should say a family office experience mm-hmm. for middle-class millionaires. And most people don't know what a family office is. That's traditionally a service level reserved for very, very wealthy families, meaning 50 million or more, mm-hmm. where you have all of those things in life that become burdensome with all that wealth. So taxes, legal, 
uh, property casualty risk management. Uh, if you have real estate, then of course managing that real estate investment portfolio, and of course seeking uh, unique opportunities through private equity or venture capital. It's a business in itself, isn't it? It is, and it's typically very expensive to run one of those because you have them all under one one uh, roof. What we were able to do was to create a virtual experience for middle-class millionaires. Now, it wouldn't go quite as deep as what you'd expect for those really super wealthy families, but we would be able to have, and this is, it sounds so simple, but it just doesn't happen, have the accountants, the attorneys, the investment people, the insurance people actually talking to each other to make sure that the family could uh, work hard and play hard and not Mm. worry about all those other things. So, uh, yeah, I was given that award for that exact reason. And the benefit to me, of course, was the advisors were able to attract uh, investors who had more money than they had previously. You've been extremely busy over the time. You've also been published in, in several different financial media outlets. We're talking Global Bank and Finance, Forbes, Best Company, FinTech Buzz. How do you get involved with these types of uh, publications? So I had a... Uh, PR group that we partnered with when I first started, uh, they, they were fantastic. Mm-hmm. And the fact that the dynamic mapping method was so different than the traditional method really seemed to appeal to a lot of these publishers. Yeah. Um, Newsmax Finance was probably the one that, that did the most. They, they had me in on a monthly basis. Uh, but it was interesting that FinTech Buzz did bring us in. Uh, I didn't see that one coming. Uh, <laughs> and Best Company as well. They, they, they wanted to go really deep in detail on some of these case studies. So it was fun. Yeah, fantastic. Now, I'd, I'd like to, for everybody who's on the call today who don't necessarily understand some of the terminology, and if we could break it out a little bit, um, starting off with um, the term financial wellness. What does that actually mean? There are a lot of people in the United States who refuse to work with a financial advisor. It's, it's a, the number is somewhat a mystery, but from what I can see from all the public available uh, services, it's somewhere between uh, 1 and 15% of all Americans use an advisor. So the question is, what's going on with the rest of those? Do they the not have any money? Mm. They do. They do have money, but their knowledge about how to invest and how to behave and how to identify uh, both opportunities and risks just isn't there. So what we're trying to do with this new version of our company is to give them the information they need to know in terms of exactly how much they need for each of life's major purposes, what kinds of uh, challenges they will probably face, and we're going to deliver those through strategic videos that are small, short sound bites, but yep. lots of them, Yep. and uh, allow them to absorb the information at their own pace, but be able to do so really easily. That's fantastic. That's something very much to look forward to. I, um, I think about this, and I, I think um, when I meet with my financial advisor, it's, well, at least used to be face-to-face. Is it, is it now obviously moving towards an online sort of Zoom experience when you're talking to clients? How do you engage? I think a lot of of the appointments you're going to have in the future will be like this through mm. Zoom. And, and I'll tell you why. Most advisors used to complain to me that when they would see people, that they'd have some people call and say, gee, it's, it's not exactly 75 degrees and sunny today. I think I'm going to come because it's too hot or it's too cold yep. or traffic's bad. Yep. <clears throat> the Zoom 
eliminates all the, tra- the challenges of traffic and weather yep. and allows for them to be quite efficient. And, and let's be honest, with Zoom, the amount of small talk that happens at the beginning is pretty minimal. It's, it's right to business, and typically the, 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 the appointment stays on schedule. So I think you're going to see more and more of this. Absolutely. Um, you touched on strategic earlier, and I, I've read through your website, which is fantastic. Um, the reference to financial strategic thinking. Could you could you explain that a little bit more? Yes, I'm glad you brought that up. So I, I have this conversation with advisors who've done traditional financial planning input-output software programs, and there's plenty of them. And the output that typically comes from these things is anywhere from 50 to 300 pages. Oh, wow. So they're going to share this document with the the investor. They typically only show them, really review about five to seven pages, which is always a spreadsheet of the output of the math. The math can be quite daunting. And what seems to happen is the, the investors will go through these pages, all 50 of them, even though there's only five to seven that are being reviewed with the advisor. Mm. And they look up from the document with their eyes wide open. Sometimes even there's tears coming down because they can't, they're so bored and so confused. <laughs> they Sleep don't know what they're looking at. <laughs> and they're just, somebody please help me. And then they do, they literally look up and say, Rick, what am I supposed to do now? Yeah, I can see it. Now, that's not exactly a trust building experience no 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 so uh dynamic mapping is one of those things allows you to actually visualize it and we use a metaphor that allows you to uh build your sailboat that will help get you through life's journey and if it has big blowing sails you know you're in good shape if it has slack sails you probably need to make some strategic changes and we give you the tools to make those changes on the fly so that you can see how to get those sails up so you can do you can do this in a matter of ten minutes. Is to use this dynamic mapping app, and and you will get a picture of where you your strategic thinking should be, and I guess where you're currently positioned in terms of financial wellness. Is that how it works? It is. So depending upon your unique situation, you might mm-hmm. want to put in things. Obviously, retirement is the biggest expense. But you also might want to put in your mortgage to see that there's no conflict between the mortgage payoff and retirement. That's a common mistake. Here in the United States, we've seen interest rates drop, 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 and people just kept refinancing their mortgage, which is fine, except a lot of times that 30-year mortgage keeps getting pushed further and further out because we're focused on our monthly payment being smaller. Well, if you have, let's say, 10 of those 30 years left as you enter retirement, you are effectively forcing yourself to save a whole lot more than you would normally otherwise need. Hmm. And you may be kind of tight with the budget. So you may not really be able to enjoy those first 10 years of retirement, which are usually the most fun years of retirement. And uh, so that's an example of strategic uh, uh, thinking you would not see in a spreadsheet, but you will with this college tuition planning's in there, saving for your kids' weddings in there. All of these things you can really visualize quite quickly life expenses as it were but um i I read in the the write-up here um with this dynamic mapping tool you talk about investments we're not just talking about you know mortgage and real estates and and living expenses um wrapped up in a budget we're talking also about um stock trading and things like that how certainly where does it expand to so um, there's no question that, that over long periods of time, stocks deliver the most growth with the most predictability. Now, in the short term, predictability is off the table. 
but over 10, 15, 20 years, yeah. the, the variance from the average is really not that great. And it is quite predictable. However, we do not believe in the classic institutional method of managing money for families. Now, that is a big difference from what you would normally experience from some of the big wirehouses or even from independent financial planners because the financial planning method they normally use is institutional. I'm talking about pensions, foundations, and endowments. Mm-hmm. I love to clown around the pensions, foundations, and endowments don't get sick, hurt, laid off, or divorced. People do. <laughs> yep. And if that's the case, why are we using a risk management approach that doesn't take any of that into account? So what we do is Seems we like use an folly, doesn't it? <laughs> right, it does. And it's amazing how intellectually lazy some of these people are. When I address this with them, they just shrug and go, but that's the way we've always done it. <laughs> so we use an aging process for, a port- for a purpose-based portfolios. And the aging process says, since we know that stocks can give you the most return with the most predictability over long periods of time, but just the opposite is true in the short periods of time, at the point farthest from our distribution date, we can take on lots of risk. Each year as we approach that distribution date, we're going to gradually move it into income-producing asset classes, mm-hmm. which have a different kind of risk, but generally not as severe, and then eventually into highly liquid asset classes. Might even include cash. So that way, if there is a market disruption from a pandemic like we saw last year, and you have some th- some need for that money in the very short term, you're completely unaffected by it because that money's already in cash. Yeah, thank you very much for sharing. This has been a wonderful call thus far. I'm, I'm wondering, um, I know that uh, things would have changed in terms of uh, speaking engagements. So tell us a little bit about your experience with that. So um, the speaking engagements has been literally all Zoom since the pandemic. I I think it's starting to change, but slowly, depending upon where the events are. I know in Florida, they're pretty much open. Nashville, Tennessee, they're open, but a lot of places, they're still doing the virtual. Um, My speaking experience really began in my wholesale days where I was speaking generally to anywhere from 50 to 300 people at a time. Uh, And that was always in person, but uh, it's going to be interesting to see when things completely open up. Now, I've been um, looking at the the realintelligence360.com website, and I'll be making sure that link's available to everybody at the end of the call. Um, But I'd love to, if you could, um, tell us a little bit more about the download, Weathering Financial Storms, that was uh, provided or written by Mike Helgerson. What's that about? So that is the book I referenced earlier that had the three parts. We did take the math out. It's not there. It's just in the app. Yep, yep. So... It is just the two, and it actually was written uh, originally for advisors, and it still is for advisors. Put it this way, there are, we know there are a lot of Americans who like to do it themselves when it comes to investing. For whatever reason, they've chosen not to work with an advisor. So what we've given them with this book is actually the exact same stuff we use to train our advisors how to do deliver a dynamic mapping experience from a planning perspective as well as, of course, the essential family office experience. I don't think anyone's going to create their own essential family office. I think once you have that kind of wealth, you really do want the advisors working together and talking together and delivering that experience you expect. But up until that point, this book will teach you everything that the advisor already knows. Something you've just touched on made me think about is that um, um, in the past, uh, I have experienced more of a hands-off financial advisor um, relationship. Um, do you do you focus on relationship building in your business? 
Without a doubt. Uh, it's incredibly important. In fact, part of our training involves social styles, recognition, and motivation. Mm -hmm. uh, we, we know that advisors often do wear a lot of hats, whether yeah. it's uh, insurance or investments, financial planning, whatever the case may be. Where they often lack is how to connect with different personality types on a consistent basis. We do spend quite a bit of time on that, that uh, part of the training. And uh, it generally is everyone's favorite because it's just something they never get. Yeah, fantastic. Thank you for sharing, Jeff. Now, not only do you have your wonderful self uh, at uh, Real Intelligence, but you've also got Mike Helgerson. Can you tell us a little bit about Mike? Yes, Mike was uh, in the business for 35 years as a financial planner. In fact, he was one of the very first certified financial planners, which does show his age, <laughs> and uh, was the founder of the Financial Planning Association in Westchester, Connecticut, New York, as well as Fairfield County, Connecticut. Fantastic. Thank you very much for sharing. I'm sure you make a dynamic duo, as it were. Now, in terms of the development of the app, um, uh, you obviously would have some sort of a de development plan in the background. You're, you've talked about redoing your model. Um, is it all tying together and is there uh, like a, a path forward for the development of the app? So we are three weeks away from the launch of the new app. The one that we used for as a tool for advisors originally is still up. You can get that off of the Apple uh, App Store or Google Play. Mm -hmm. uh, it is not as intuitive as the new one will be. So if you're uh, a do-it-yourself investor, my advice would be to wait three weeks and use the one that will be geared towards the consumer because if you do run into trouble, there will be those videos that give you uh, assistance in terms of knowing what to, to input and exactly how to read the calculations and the output. Um, but yeah, we're excited about that. I think it's, uh, it, it's going to be a great tool for everybody, not just advisors. Yeah. And there's and, one thing uh, I, I'm thinking about, Jeff, is that it's one thing to have a wonderful tool like this, an app, but it's so much more important to have that ongoing support, those tutorials, just that, that guidance for the end user. Yes. So um, now in addition to the website providing a lot of resources, either from my, my old articles or, of course, just guidance as to where you can find tools, we have a pretty aggressive social media push, mm -hmm. which pushes out little, little bits of information, again, in very digestible bites that will also help uh, people with a dynamic map method. So when, when people do get to your website, I was wondering if you could just tell them what they will find and what to look out for. So, yeah, you will see on the website not only a description of the Essential Family Office experience, you'll see a few videos uh, about how we can uh, deliver this dynamic map, visualize your financial future in 10 minutes or less. Strategic thinking begins at minute 11. The news uh, part is, is, think of that as my blog. Uh, you'll find both uh, videos, uh, uh, interviews, like this one, uh, audio, as well as, of course, my all the articles I've written. Fantastic. Now, when somebody uses this, this wonderful app, does that trigger uh, an automatic um, meeting with you, a, a Zoom call, or is, or is that a separate step? No, it's a separate step. So the, the app is yours to use however you'd like to. I find most people are very private. Mm-hmm. And they, they want to make sure that when they're using this, that, that they're not going to let it get into anybody else's hands. So we will have a username and password to make sure that it stays private for you. Beautiful. Uh, but yes, of course, we do recommend anyone who wants to connect with us, go on the website and you will see a page there. We'd be more than happy to talk to you uh, about whatever your needs are. 
Well, thank you so very much, Jeff. This has been a wonderful call. I've learned so much in such a short amount of time. It's a very exciting app. Great um, future for real intelligence coming forward. I can see that for sure and certain. Now, for anybody who's on the call today, uh, if you want to um, make your way to find out more about this app, you need to visit realintelligence360.com. I'll be making sure that URL is available below this post. No matter where you see this interview, you will find the link back to realintelligence360.com. And whilst you're there, have a look through. You'll see speaking engagements, investor information, services, events, and so on and so forth. And with all that being said, Jeff, thank you so very much for joining me on the My Future Business Show today. Thank you, Rick. Enjoyed it. Thanks for joining us today. If you enjoyed the call, then make sure to subscribe, leave a comment, share us with your friends, and book your spot on the show at myfuturebusiness.com forward slash interviews. And if you're looking for solutions that will help grow your business, then visit myfuturebusiness.com forward slash shop.